What's up, everybody? Good to talk to you again. My name is Daniel Cox here with the Get Wrecked podcast, and today I'm interviewing recreation fitness coordinator Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Daniel. It's good to have you back. Always fun to have a conversation with you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so today we'll be talking about nutrition and maybe some things that you can change in your nutrition habits if you're looking to, or just some sound advice from um, an experienced experienced professional. So our first question today, Michelle, is nutrition really that important? Where does the value of nutrition lie compared to other good habits such as physical activity? Yeah, that's a good question to start with. And um, I have to say that there are a lot of important habits mm. to overall well-being. Um, but for sure, nutrition is key when it comes to um, performance, um, feeling good in your body, and just being able to overall feel well yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. For athletes or people who like to engage in, in physical activity, what percent of like the improvement do you think would come from nutrition? Like, like a 70-30, 80-20, 60-40? Like how, how high up should they prioritize this nutrition thing and what they're putting in their bodies? Well, for me, mm. nutrition is key. So yeah. I would put it at anywhere from an 80-20 to yeah. a 90-10. Yeah. Um, you're definitely not going to get a washboard ab stomach yeah. um, from doing a million crunches. Mm -hmm. um, abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah. So um, if you're looking to amp up your game performance-wise when it comes to physical activity levels, yeah. um, it's going to start with what's going into your body for fuel. Yeah. And it totally makes sense when you just look at it logically. In my experience, just the last couple of days, I had a couple of days where I had to be up early for work and I didn't eat breakfast. But today I ate breakfast and the difference is amazing. And one, how I felt, and then two, just the energy that I had. And I'm like, wow, what is the difference? What did I do differently? And it was just that I ate breakfast and I had energy, I had fuel for my body to like go about my day. So we've established nutrition is important. What are some misconceptions about nutrition that you see going around right now? Some misconceptions that we are seeing in the industry, which have been plaguing the industry really for a long time, are fad diets. Mm -hmm. And um, the idea that you can work out and that will sort of control or negate a poor diet. Yeah. Um, those are two that really kind of stand out to me. Um, when it comes to fad diets, I think, you know, thinking of a, like a ketogenic diet or cutting out one of your major sources of energy, yeah. um, you know, it really plays a detriment to your body. We need proteins, we need fats, and we need carbohydrates for proper functioning. Yeah. And um, yeah, you, you can't out-train a bad diet. Yeah. For those people who turn to a certain, maybe even fad diet for like this magic pill solution, what would you say to them? Is it is it ever going to be super easy to switch from one area to the next? Consistency is key. Yeah. So, um, you know, unfortunately, the answer isn't always what people want to hear. Yeah. Um, the hard work and the consistency of that hard work yeah. um, and the longevity of it mm -hmm. and um, the lifestyle changes and choices are really um, what are going to show in the results. Yeah. Now, Michelle, in your personal like nutrition fitness story, did you were you did you grow up having a great diet? Was that kind of always something that was paramount in your life or did was there a time where you 
had to flip that switch for yourself and start to like actively pursue that? Well, I have a long history of, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, of just, you know, challenges yeah. um, of understanding what is a good diet. Yeah. I think it starts in the home. Mm-hmm. So how our parents help us and guide us. Yeah. And um, I didn't have a lot of that, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, and I, there was a lot of retraining and relearning at a young age um, once I was more independent as a young adult yeah. um, in order to understand, you know, like fast food wasn't fueling me well. Right. Um, and then, you know, and then I made those changes and that's when fitness became a part of my life where I was like, oh, well, look at what happens when I add in exercise with my good diet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do I feel great? Yeah. Um, when you were transitioning, I know I grew up with the, I would say, average North American diet um, full of like refined sugars. And at first, when you make that effort to eat healthy, you're kind of you're missing that sugar that your body loves so much. How long did it take in your experience to get like what was where was the hump? How long did it take to get over that hump where you weren't so like addicted to sugar and you started to appreciate the diet that you were instilling in yourself with kind of balance? I would say that first week can week. be the just a real challenge yeah. for most people. Mm-hmm. One because it's already a habit that's instilled in them. Yeah. Um. So you know it's quite automatic to just pick up the refined, highly processed food that they naturally would reach for instead yeah. of grabbing an apple or some carrots or something that they wouldn't naturally grab for. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. So I'd say about a week, and then from there it's it's really being aware and Mm. staying as consistent as possible until that sort of 30 day mark when things start to become a little bit more automatic. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So what are some practical first steps for anyone trying to improve their uh, nutritional habits? Well, first step I would say is the first step. So one foot in front of the other is for sure um, the way to go. So knowing um, what your goal is, if, if you've, you're setting fitness goals or nutrition goals, yeah. um, and then sort of what, so when you find out or figure out what you're looking to achieve, then the next step is going to be, okay, so what works well with my lifestyle? Yeah. What's not working well? So awareness is a good one. And then from there, maybe looking for support outside of um, yourself. Maybe you're not the expert. So, you know, hiring a personal trainer, talking to a naturopath or a nutritionist, um, getting support here on campus with our well-being program. We, you know, we we strive to help and support one another here. So um, there's all these alternatives that we can look for outside of just doing it on our own. Um, and then from there, it's, you know, really just staying consistent. Yeah. Would you recommend, um, people go like cold Turkey or would you recommend maybe like one thing changing at a time or where would you go about that? Or does it depend on people's preferences? Um, where would you stand on that? Yeah. I like the idea of one thing at a time. I think if you throw too many things out there to try and change it once, Um, it just becomes overwhelming. And I think then it's, you know, it's almost like it's a daunting task of like, look at all of these things I need to change or I'd like Mm -hmm. to change as opposed to, I'm just going to focus on improving my breakfast quality. Um, You know, what, and when I say improve breakfast quality, instead of a bowl of honey nut Cheerios, maybe you've decided that you're going to have some eggs and toast and you're just going to sort of open up the floor to better nutrition 
at a higher quality level per meal. Mm -hmm. And once you're consistent, say with that one particular meal, then maybe moving to lunch and then to dinner. Or if that feels overwhelming, then maybe you're just working on snacks and you're just trying to um, work with improving the quality of what you're choosing for them. Yeah. It sounds like that's consistent with pretty much any change of behavior, just like you would if you're trying to improve yourself in a certain area, changing one thing that's manageable at a time, you would apply the same thing to nutrition. I know in my pursuit of, of changing things in my life, I've found that accountability is a useful tool to help me um, improve and, and just you know stay accountable to the changes I want to make in my life. And the wellness program sounds like a great way to kind of have like an account built in accountability partner. It is. Yeah. You know, with our well-being program and our ambassadors or coaches, mm-hmm. they're really there to coach, support yeah. Yeah. and and just be there to, you know, like, hey, it wasn't a good week. You know, I didn't stay on target for what I decided I wanted to have for nutrition yeah. or it was a busy study week and I just couldn't meal prep ahead of time. I couldn't get on top of things. And it's like, all right, well, learning lesson, where do we go from here? As opposed to, you know, I'm a bad person or looking at it from that sort of like, uh, you know, you're doing something wrong as opposed to learning from it and growing and evolving. Yeah. And our wellness uh, leaders are amazing and awesome, awesome tools that you guys can use. But if you can't, or you don't feel comfortable accessing that, you can find a roommate or a friend or um, family member, uh, just someone who can help work you through it. Because I know in my experience, doing it with someone else always um, reaps better results for me. Yeah, I would also just like to add too, that if you can find a group that you are comfortable with, Mm -hmm. you're probably more likely to be successful than you are on your own. When it comes to eating at like our cafeteria here, Sodexo, or making your own meal if you live in apartments or a commuter or something like that, what kind of proportions of foods would you recommend? Um, proportions of food really are important. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we're consuming the right amounts of important nutrients, which we call macronutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, those consist of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. And so when we're referring to proportions, we should be thinking of them from the the sizing of a plate and thinking visually about how we're filling that plate. Um, So I would recommend half of your plate be vegetables, Mm -hmm. non-starchy, so lots of color, greens, leafy things like um, lettuce and salads. And then a quarter of your plate would be starchy carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. um, whole grains, um, potatoes, brown rice, quinoa, and then um, a quarter of your plate would be protein. And we can find lots of great information about that from the Canada Food Guide Mm -hmm. um, if people are looking for information on that. Yeah, and that website there has a great picture, just may help you. And what do you recommend as far as like drinking water, milk? Is there something that you kind of like to steer away from? I know that I've heard juice is pretty high in sugary content and can often... It's very easy to overindulge in sugar there because you think you're oh I'm having a that you're drink. you're you're really nailing yeah. this down because this is where the hidden calories are. So if mm. your goal is to lose weight in yeah. air quotes, I'm air quotes quoting that. <laughs> um, you know, really look at what you're drinking yeah. before you really look at your food consumption because if you're having 
a whole milk um, venti latte full of syrup and mm. whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that could be easily 500 calories. Yeah. You know, uh, one can of Coca-Cola easily 160 to 180 calories with probably somewhere around 38 grams of sugar, wow. which is like way too much per day. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I personally really try to refrain from drinking any um, juices, mm-hmm. um, very limited amounts of non-dairy style milk. Okay. Um, and I just drink water. So I enjoy it with um, squeezed juice in it or yeah. um, uh, lime. Yeah. Um, but you can really kind of flavor the water up to make it great. Yeah. But hydration is key. We really mm. do need water in our diets. Mm. Approximately half of our body weight mm. in ounces, yeah. if you want a number or a figure, um, which seems like a lot. But eight ounces of, uh, you know, eight ounce glass yeah. times eight yeah. is probably a good place to start. Yeah. So that's a good a good key thing there. Then look at what you're drinking because it's often overlooked. Okay. Um, when it comes to dieting, what should we look for or avoid? For example, is a vegan or a carnivore diet objectively better? I don't know that one particular diet style is better than another. I think that um, we need to look at all of the variables when we're looking at selecting a style that we want to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, If there are nutritional requirements that are being met in that diet that work with your diet restrictions, for example, um, you can't eat gluten um, or you have a reaction to certain types of proteins like you're allergic to chicken. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, these diets, these alternative diets like a vegan style diet can provide a great alternative as long as you're getting the right amount of nutrients. Okay. Yeah. And I think you mentioned earlier, if a diet you should look out for, if a diet is cutting out one of those big macronutrients altogether, maybe that's something you'd be weary of. Yes. hundred percent. Because if you take into consideration the fact that you are high under high stress because yeah. we're at university, everyone's mm-hmm. got deadlines and you're, you know, you're busy. Yeah. Um, you need carbohydrates when you're busy. Like that's a need. So cutting them out is not going to be helpful. Um, you know, protein to build up your muscles if you're athletic and you're yeah. working out a lot. I mean, we need protein for protein synthesis. synthesis. Yeah. Um, and then we need the fats for brain function. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a purpose and a reason why we need those macronutrients, but also the micronutrients too that you are going to get from your leafy greens. Yeah and your colorful vegetables that are non-starchy. And you did mention about the individuality of diets. So like one, if someone starts a vegan diet and it's really, really working for them, it may not be as successful with a different person, right? It's, there's a yes, lot. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of, you know, taking the time to really know what works for you and putting those puzzle pieces together because what works for one person may not work for you. Mm -hmm. And and that's okay. You know, we're all individuals and we need to find the the best solution for our bodies. As long as a diet doesn't take out an entire macro group altogether, it's, it meets kind of the requirements that we've set out here. looks good. How long should you stick with a diet before you 
give up on it or move on to another one because you think it might not work for you? I think that that is um, something that could be individual. Uh-huh. Um, I think that, you know, spending 30 days to 60 days on a diet yeah. and trying to see if that works best for you and you're seeing the results you've been looking for, whatever your goals were. Yeah. Um, and, and if it is working for you, then great, stick yeah. with it. If yeah. it's not working, then maybe you're trying something different or adjusting it right. as you go. Um, but it takes a long time for uh, physiological changes to start to show up. Yeah. Um, you may not see them right away. Mm. And if there was a bit of a poor diet in the beginning, yeah. um, for those changes to take over and for you to see the benefits or even reap the benefits, yeah. you know, the changes are going to take time. So I would say... 30 to 60 days. Yeah. Uh, but then again, it'll depend on the person because, right. you know, if they're doing something and they're really feeling terrible due to very restrictive diet, yeah. um, you know, it might not be the right thing for them. Right. Yeah. So if it's going okay, then maybe wait about a month. But if you're feeling these big detrimental impacts, then you might want to cut it off a bit sooner. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Do you recommend any tools like calorie counters or meal prepping or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so for calorie counting, mm-hmm. macro counting, or even just holding yourself accountable by having some kind of visual tool to see what you've eaten through the day, mm-hmm. my recommendations would be either a chronometer yeah. or my fitness pal. Okay. Uh, both have pros and cons to them. Yeah. Um, but you really can get an overall understanding of what you're consuming for, um, your nutritional needs and are you meeting the goals per day that you want? What do you like about my fitness pal as an, an app to track macros? I think the best part about my fitness pal is how easy it is to use in the sense of, um, you can scan barcodes. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of information already into it because it's probably one of the most widely used um, apps yeah. for um, calorie um, for calorie counting. Yeah. Um, so it's really easy to find the information. Um, however, you have to be careful with the information that's in there and yeah. you should be checking because mm-hmm. some of it can be very skewed. So people might miss things like fiber and fiber is a huge part of it, of, a, of your diet. You yeah. need fiber. Um, so say they've put in a certain style of bread, but they missed out the grams of fiber. Yeah. Well, that will play a big part in your overall well-being and your calorie count, et cetera. So it's good and it has its pros and cons because of how vast the library is yeah. of their data. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is entered by a lot of users. Um, so you just got to be wary of what you're reading on. Gotcha. And would you say that for an app like MyFitnessPal, is the exercise or macro, like what is the accuracy for those kind of measurements? Like if you put in, I jogged 60 minutes in MyFitnessPal, should you expect that calorie? counting to be fairly accurate or where would you stand on that? Yeah. So in my fitness pal, you can add in your exercise. Yeah. Um, with the free version, it will actually add those calories back to your total caloric um, intake for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be mindful of that. Um, but the information that they provide you with is very general. Yeah. 
And um, I would be very wary that that information might be overestimated okay. when it comes to a calorie expenditure on activities. Mm -hmm. um, so just take the information with a grain of salt, yeah. but great to record it because at the end of the month, when you review the information, yeah. you know the days you've worked out and you know the styles of exercises that you did. So, I mean, it's good to have that information. Awesome. What about other tools like meal prepping? Yeah, meal prepping is uh, a great way to, um, you know, hold yourself in a successful place throughout the week. Mm -hmm. um, taking, say, a Sunday evening for a couple hours and preparing um, food that will last you throughout the week. So, say, five lunches or three dinners or depending on your, your schedule, um, it really will set you up for success. Um, aside from your own meal prepping, though, you could easily um, order from places that actually prep the food for you cool. and will even take into account macros. Um, they Those are really great um, businesses out there that are, they'll just drive it to your door. It's packed all ready to go and mm -hmm. you just pop the lid off and eat it. Yeah. Um, as well as things like HelloFresh or Chef's Plate where the food's already pre-measured. Yeah. Um, and then they come with recipe cards. So it's very easy for you to actually put it together um, because they're providing you with all that info. And again, I mean, if you're doing it on your own, it is also a great, another great way is YouTube, just looking at what people, other people are doing when it mm -hmm. comes to recipes or meals um, and getting some ideas that way. Yeah, I've found one of the largest barriers for me is exactly that, like not having enough time or feeling like I don't have enough time to create a well-balanced meal. Um, and I think meal prepping is a great way to counter that as you figure out what you're gonna have already on that Sunday night. Because I know um, I'll be busy with class, I'm like, okay, I wanna make this, this, and this, and then it gets stressful that I don't have enough time to make all of that. So yeah, awesome. What would you say the importance of grace is when trying something new, like good nutritional habits? Yeah, having having grace and compassion for yourself when learning a new tool mm -hmm. is so important because we we are successful by how consistent we are. Yeah. And consistency doesn't happen overnight. Right. So knowing that there are going to be um, stumbling blocks along yeah. the way, knowing that there are going to be those unexpected meals out or unexpected social events that yeah. you'd like to attend. Um, or, you know, you just were so busy, you didn't have time to prep. And the best you could do was whatever was in the fridge or whatever's in the cafeteria. Yeah. Um, and those days are going to happen. And I think the, the best way to look at it is what, what are the learning what are the learning skills here? What can we yeah. learn and take away from this and how can we make it better for next time? Yeah. And the awareness. Right. Yeah. I think that's awesome because in the same way that we encourage you to be consistent in the healthy meals and choices that you make, if you mess up one time, that's as long as you're not consistently giving up on your goals, that's okay. Cause you, you have, you can mess up one time and get back to your habits like if you're eating 21 healthy meals a week, like that's your goal, and you miss three, 18 meals a week is still fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the 80-20 rule applies here. Yeah. You know, if you can hit 
your marker 80% of the time and then enjoy 20% of the time, I think it will create a great balance that will allow you to feel like you're also not um, uh, restricting yourself so much that Mm -hmm. when you do decide to have that treat or that fun and enjoying food with in a social environment that you're not going to over consume. Yeah. And it's also good to have this and practice this good relationship with failure, right? Just because you make one mistake doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you're doomed to fail. Um, you have to be resilient and you have to remember why you started and uh, keep going. Yeah. Awesome. And I think for university students, there's a lot of pressure on an expectation that you know you have set on yourself Mm -hmm. to do a good job in your classes and do a good job as a friend and you know there's so many things going on you know you you really want to cut yourself some slack sometimes because you know you're you're you need to do so many things Yeah. yeah yeah for those who see a healthy lifestyle with fresh food as expensive what advice or correction do you have for them? Go frozen. Go frozen. Go frozen. Yeah, I would say highly recommend frozen fruits, especially if you like berries yeah. um, and tropical fruit. Um, same with vegetables, um, meats previously frozen, or in if you can buy them in large quantities at like a Costco, yeah. um, that's a great way. Um, you could also go with like some kind of a co-op where you know there's shared quantities of food, mm-hmm. and you're able to sort of um, divide that pricing up between a number of people. Um, I actually have seen these apps. I've actually researched them a little bit myself where um, there are discounted prices on foods. So the app actually sends you or tells you about these places that have foods that are maybe just about to expire or they've made too much and Mm -hmm. they're looking to get rid of it. Um, And so, yeah, this app will send you out. There's a few of them. look the names up but yeah yeah, they're really great because if you are at a superstore and you know that um bagels are on sale for a dollar 99 as opposed to 4.99 well maybe you buy two bags yeah not saying that bagels are the best (laughs) content of food but as example freeze one yeah so if i hope if you guys have listened you've learned that there are there are options um there's resources that you have around you and, and people you can look to support you you're not alone when you try this journey um, and if this is something that you wish to try, all power to you. Come find myself or Michelle around campus. We'd love to talk to you about it more. Uh, Michelle, thanks so much for coming. Always good to pick your brain, get some wisdom about a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I'd just like to also say that, you know, we want to support the students on campus mm-hmm. with whatever information they need. Yeah. And we do offer nutrition classes to sort of speak to that. So um, look out for those in the coming months and um, hopefully we'll see you at one of our classes. Yeah, I hope to see you guys there. Thanks again, Michelle. I'll see you guys next time on Get Wrecked.